0: Deep in the frozen backcountry of Conklin, Alberta, a few workmen set about their jobs, conducting a remote geographical survey of the uninhabited Canadian wilderness. The long trek inland meant they'd gone a few days without seeing another human, and they were hundreds of miles from any logging camp, town, or machinery. Luckily, one of them had a video camera. At first, it was just a few clicks, crashes in the underbrush, perhaps some snow melting from a treetop and falling to the forest floor. But then, they heard it. A scream, deeper than any known creature, louder than an earthquake, a deafening roar. Unrelenting, it shook the forest to its core. Again, another roar. Was it coming closer? Was it coming for them? Suddenly, as quickly as it came, it was gone. Birds began to chirp again. It was as though nothing had happened. Was it a seismic shift? An infernal machine built in secret? Or was it dragons? No one knew, perhaps they never would. Some thought the terrible sound would never be heard again, until it was, in the city of Manitoba. The sound was moving, and it was coming closer.
1: And then a fat kid just went, oh, it's just me. I just farted. it. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to chime in on the dragon's line. But. No,
1: I don't know. I thought about the dragon's one. I was like, you know you know what? No need to get burned more. Fat little fat little German kid. Fat little German <laughs> Augustus Gloop in my mind.
0: It could have been Augustus Gloop riding a dragon.
1: Ooh, just coming through and eating all of the chocolate and just summing himself through his yep. farts. Hi. Right, uh, so all right. Welcome to Paranoia Shop.
0: This is your one-stop shop for all things conspiracy, paranormal, and weird. To my right is my wonderful co-host, comedian, and minor YouTube celebrity, Mr. Chad Quant.
1: Hi, how are you doing? And also, since you're listening to this as a podcast, when Aaron says to your right, spatially, just assume that I'm to the right of you as a listener. Just picture me over there, my specter. Yes. And to the left of my ghost spirit, as you're listening, <laughs> is my good friend, uh, noted uh, archaeologist, uh, not a time traveler. Might be and, true. And and master of all tidbits and knowledge that you never wish you knew. Absolutely Mr. true. Mr. Aaron Wolke. Thank you very much. Hi, Aaron. Uh, hi, Chad.
0: This episode is our fourth in an ongoing series. We're still doing it. We're still doing it. Still doing it. Uh, of Paranoia Shop that discusses, you know, anything supernatural, strange, unexplained, this episode is particularly interesting because it's uh, very audio-visual. Right, so let's let's watch
1: us drop the ball on that. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. We'll fumble around. It'll be like uh, every slideshow in middle school. Uh, trying Here's my to get...
1: presentation on Gundam Wing, guys. Wait,
0: hold on. I just gotta press play. Hang on. That was the actual thing I did in middle school. And you had audio problems. problems?
1: D- yeah, I made a PowerPoint <laughs> slide about how Gundam Wing was about war. just just fumbled all over (laughs) why would no girl have sex with me in middle school sorry uh so that's what it's gonna be like much Uh, much like a fumbling chad in middle school trying to explain why the shenlong gundam is the best gundam this is how we'll purvey knowledge of scary sounds to you this episode's theme is spooky noises of the unexplained Maybe a door shutting. Maybe a ghost tripping down the stairs and being really uncomfortable. Maybe an elephant falling down and no sound comes out. That sounds like a the worst
0: Zen <laughs> <laughs> Just like, If an elephant falls down and no one hears it, is it spooky? Or was the carny smothered to death and no one will know? Well, that that reminds me. That opening riff was a fairly recent uh, event that occurred supposedly um, in. Conklin, Alberta, someone had a video camera and uploaded the video to YouTube of just some guys walking in the woods and then they suddenly heard what sounded like Skyrim dragons flying over the woodlandscape
1: right it's, it's actually a really haunting video because they are they all look like tough dudes like eddie bauer guys. they do
0: they look like surveyors like the guys you'd see in discovery channel show before it was all freak show
1: stuff and if you sh- if you took that same video footage and cg'd in like a spaceship flying overhead you could definitely have the intro scene to like a really big summer blockbuster trail the way they're kind of looking around spooked mm-hmm. and scattered uh well when
0: i first saw it i thought it was a publicity stunt I thought mm. it was some JJ Abrams or Neil Blomkamp alternative reality game.
1: Yeah, there's also just weird lens flares flying through the, sc- through the yeah. sky. <laughs> just like <laughs> but, lights that shouldn't exist. But what's interesting
0: is is that apparently after this first video went up, a bunch of copycat videos started going up, some of which were probably fake, but just the fact that it was happening all around the world, like there was one that came from like Chicago or something.
1: Yeah, there's there's a compilation of 9 or 10 different Similar events all people with cameras running out to different parts of their cities I believe all around the same date of like January of this year. Was that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah
0: Yeah, it was it was the January of this year when it was uploaded and it just sounds like Mothra is Attacking but there's no reason for why this is happening. It just people just hear this bizarre sort of transformers noise And then it's gone.
1: Can we we play a sample of that? We heard a little bit in the sample. Let me me see if I can pull up So this is the Czech Republic yeah. In January. And there it is.
0: It sounds like a Martian lander or a reaver. I watched a lot of Godzilla movies as
1: a kid, and they all sounded like that. It was just... Okay, so so this is Poland. And again, for, for context, these are all open wilderness areas. These aren't like cities. Not to go back into the apocalypse, we've already talked to the end of the world, but... When they talk about the trumpets blaring, God's ska band, so to speak. Blaring out. This is what I imagine it'd sound like, just the open skies blaring. So this is Canada. In a, in a town. So that's where you hear an ambulance going by. You
0: ambulances.
1: Straight up on a disaster movie. That's exactly what that is. That's definitely from a disaster movie. And everyone's running around looking confused. It's not just like people are just going about their base. No, oh, just getting groceries. Just gonna get some, get some organic almond milk. These are people who are all kind of terrified of the sound
0: it's known as the strange sound phenomenon if you want to look it up for yourself you can see hundreds of these videos of this same mothra-like sound in cities across the globe it was an oddly viral phenomenon that was occurring uh, at the
1: beginning of this year if you want youtube reference it is uh currently called strange sounds heard all around the world january 2012 we'll we'll tweet it out by the way if you do want to uh, email us or tweet at us we did get
0: our first fan mail which we was did really
1: excited it was the best speaking of which if we may plug uh if you do ever want to reach us uh yeah let's do our plugs in the middle of the show you can always reach us uh at at quantum theory and you can uh Aaron at good Aaron, also Paranoia shop at gmail.com we just gotta give a shout out to anthony root at tenona it's
0: yeah like, gave us our first fan art fan mail which was awesome it was the wolf apocalypse from it was our wolf apocalypse episode. done in the style of uh six sad world on daria really cool so that's really awesome thank you feel free to send more fan art if you're so inclined but thank you especially the Anthony root that
1: was awesome okay now back to the weird non-science real science so yeah spooky
0: noises have a special place in any cryptozoologist's heart because if a creature is yet to be discovered usually all you have are these little things like footprints or pieces of unidentified hair or if you're lucky you have weird audio much like that weird audio we just played for you, uh, a lot of people were speculating that it was dragons, which I was rooting for because I, I want to believe in dragons. You'd
1: like to believe the dragons are still just hanging out in some mountain yeah. range
0: somewhere we haven't found. I love when you say "still hanging out," like they actually existed at some
1: point. <laughs> oh yeah, no they. Oh, you're right. Oh, they you're definitely. Right. Sorry, sorry, I forgot about that. No, it, I want to believe. It's you. also, if I may, it's just for all of this. This is also, it's also the easiest to fake in some ways. Like in that, in those videos, if you were there and experiencing that. A sound that echoed around an entire city would be terrifying because it would require such a lot of you need to have, have some big dub speakers you need yeah. to you need to have a really bump stereo system for it to work but also as far as just finding evidence on the internet it seems like the easiest thing to make spooky and replicate and try to pretend like those videos could be fake they could be and they
0: probably are some of them at least but i do like to think that there are some sounds that are legitimate and just have no easy explanation and I have a few examples of that, as I'm sure you do I, I as well. Do,
1: yeah, if I could go. I, uh, yeah. I want to talk about the hum. The hum is a phenomenon uh, that is experienced in multiple cities and locations throughout the world throughout, the, throughout time, uh, where small pockets of people all notice a indistinct, strange, rumbling, low-frequency hum. That people will notice for days at a time or one night at a time, also known as the Bristol hum, uh, the Tao's hum, or the Bondi hum. Uh, it's a really small group. I think they, the statistics said like only over 2% of the population could ever detect it whenever the Tao hum was happening in 1996, which was something I found uh, very personal as someone who just kind of hears sounds a little like I've had a lot of head injuries <laughs> mm-hmm. in, my, in my young adulthood. So I always kind of like I'm just hearing things and the most. like tinnitus. Well, it could be tinnitus. I don't. Could it be? I could be tinnitus. I refuse to believe I have tinnitus because I am a I'm a young virile man. And you don't have syphilis. I don't have syphilis. Do I? I don't know. Well, I, I'm I'm guessing. How do I find out? Do I go to the? Do I go to? I the,
0: believe that's an easily tested thing. Is Chip. that? Is have that you a, ever
1: been to the doctor? I've been to the free medical clinic. Oh no. I went when, i'm getting all of your diseases like, right oh. now but anyway anyway
0: syphilis is a cause of tinnitus which if you're not aware
1: tinnitus <laughs> oh, is the. i wondered why you're bringing that up
0: one of its side effects is where you hear a ringing in your ear that's not caused by any actual external source it's just your your ear malfunctioning but it sounds like a hum or a ring or something to that effect
1: right and so there's a few unique examples of a large group of people in a city or town experiencing all the same including kokomo indiana which really? I, yeah, Kokomo, Indiana, in 1999, barely audible humming sound that people detect that some drives some people crazy. It's like it starts as kind of a headache, and then becomes a persistent. It's like sound torture. It's like the same thing you yeah. do to terrorists. We just play a, a hum for over and over, or rock music, or rock music when they played. Yeah, uh, didn't they, didn't we interrogate uh, some cocaine. terrorists like Slayer or Metallica? There
0: was some drug lord in the 80s. I can't remember his name.
1: Right. Yeah. So the idea that uh, everyone's noticing the sound and there's no explainable sound for what it is and it's kind of described as leaving the engine running in a car Next door where you kind of just hear that constant steady Motoring there's no known cause for it. No, no the 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 Kokomo, Indiana one Actually, that was one where they believe they found the answer where it was there was a dryer and a, like, transformer next to each other. They were, like, creating this weird hum. as soon as they shut that off, a lot of people noticed they weren't hearing it anymore. Oh,
0: really? So the dryer and the transformer together are creating a huge electromagnetic they field. they didn't
1: even seem to have an answer for that. They're just like, oh, yeah, when we turned these two things off, a lot of people didn't hear it anymore. But weird. there were still people who insisted they were hearing it. So it wasn't even the best fix. So maybe it was a psychological thing. Uh, let's, so you let's, think, like, a mass hallucination. Here's the problem, is for the hum, for other people, is it sounds different to everyone, too. Oh, There's, really? Uh, Obviously, the same way you would have a person who draws the sketches of of murderers.
0: A sketch artist.
1: Sketch artist. The same way you'd have a sketch artist try to draw whatever you're describing. There have been examples where people who've experienced the hum, audio engineers would try to recreate the hum and then play it back to them until they found out what it sounded like. Mm -hmm. And there was never a correlation between all of the hums that they picked. Interesting. So they're all being interpreted, or at least people are just, or they're bad at remembering it. There's no, like, it all hitting the exact same megahertz or anything like that. So this is a sample from a site called Skeptoid that tried to give an example of the low frequency. Oh, wow. It's, it's kind of pleasing, really. It really just sounds like an engine running somewhere. It seems it comes back to, like a, like a jetliner when you're on the. It's a
0: like a jetliner, or it kind of reminds me of when you're driving the highway and someone has one window open.
1: And I should also mention, uh, this is one from a Dr. Tom Moore in New Zealand who had done research on the hum. This one was called the Auckland Hum and had collected an actual audio recording. That was supposed to be his actual recording. No one ever has a good sample of the hum that everyone's hearing. It's not like it goes on for three or four days, everyone hears it. Why isn't someone recording? It's just in
0: it? fits and spurts of humming.
1: And so there's also the idea that people might just be imagining it. Like people might it might be a, a psychological disease where as long as someone suggests something, like "Hey, do you hear that?" and someone goes mm-hmm. like "Oh yeah, kind of, kind of hear that," and it just kind of
0: spreads. So it may actually be a power of suggestion, mass hallucination type thing.
1: You could at least make that argument. Let me mention this breakdown of what happened with the Kokomo, Indiana example of this. Okay. The city of Kokomo, Indiana hired a firm. Aston Tech Incorporated to find the source of the Kokomo hum and suggest solutions. The lead investigator, James P. Cohen, did find two sources of industrial noise that were likely candidates. Some cooling fans at the local uh, Chrysler factory, emitting a 36 hertz tone, and an air compressor at the Hayes International Plant, emitting a 10 hertz tone. Those two were alleviated, but the complaints did not cease altogether. But some people stopped complaining. So then you wonder, like, did someone say, hey, we got rid of the problem. Tell us if you hear any more. And they just didn't hear it, Hmm. which would – that would suggest it was the power of suggestion. Or was it just that actually was causing it? Maybe those frequencies hit some perfect cascade resonance. Yeah.
0: Well, what this kind of reminds me of is there was an instance in the early Renaissance called the Dancing Plague. What? It was a small village in France, I believe. It was particularly affected by plague and famine. And then suddenly, someone goes out into the square and just starts dancing laughing and dancing (laughs) okay and you think oh that's a crazy person whatever ignore them but then someone comes out sees them and starts dancing as well and it just spread and spread and spread until suddenly everyone in the entire village is just cackling and dancing in the middle of this court square
1: so really happiness came to town but
0: here's the thing it wasn't a happy thing They started to begin frothing at the mouth, getting dehydrated, passing out. I think at least a couple people died or at least were severely hospitalized because they couldn't stop dancing and laughing. Hmm. And this has happened a few times in Africa as well. It was like a laughing plague. But it makes me wonder if something like that is happening with this hum, because each hum is different. Each one has like a different situation, but maybe it's like an auditory hallucination by power of suggestion.
1: Yeah, which I hate to think that everyone's imagining. There's also another story in England uh, that NPR did a story on back in like 2011, where the villagers could just to predict it to happen between like 11 and like 4 or 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. every morning, and just. Didn't know where it's coming from. Just a the thing they just talk about, like, oh yeah, the hum comes in. That's terrifying to think about, right? Like a a, a thing that just lingers, and no, one, you have to go to conspiracy theory, right? You have to think that yeah. there's a, a death machine being built in the woods somewhere. The a, government's hiding just up. just clicked on. Yeah, or just that they have to let it go, and they're hoping no one notices. Yeah,
0: or it's like the angel of death just passing over their village. <laughs> <I'm saying laughs> well, we put out the lamb's blood. It's
1: fine. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's a thing where also it doesn't help i should mention every example of this also and even the examples we played whenever it's happening no one's being scientific and being quiet about it they're all going play spooky hum what is that what does anyone else hear that i can't i i don't know anyone else hear what's going on someone tell me what's what's going on i don't know i hope you I hear hope, that hum? I hope they <laughs> all can hear this. I'm recording this for later. Hey! I know I was giving a good enough sample of this. That's every single time. <laughs> You're tainting your, your sample. That's not a scientific way to go about it. It's just put it on YouTube. <laughs> Let's just go crazy with it. What if the hum is like a big conspiracy theory of like a sex toy company and they're building the giant Biggest vibrator ever Well I mean that's certainly possible And it moves from town to town (laughs) In the night like, much like that giant art installation that moved around the country that was just a giant 57-ton rock. Levitated mass. Is that what it's called? Levitated? Yeah. yeah. That dumb thing mm-hmm. that we spend millions of dollars on to bring to LA. It's just that, but a giant dildo.
0: I feel like that would be the worst viral marketing ever, unless they reveal it now, and they prove just that they were in every city in oh, the yeah, world. Oh, yeah, they have
1: video of them in every city, like behind in the Czech Republic, they're in the forest, and they're just like, all like, shh. And they're whispering <laughs> <As> they turn <laughs> they on a giant 10-story and then just, dildo. And then just
0: cut in news footage of... The hum started today, and <laughs> the source is yet to be determined.
1: Please, go to IntimateDiscretions.com that, or whatever. <laughs> like, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Oh, God, we're giving away free air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by AdamandEve.com for all of your sensual lovemaking needs.
1: Propose a better theory for the hum. What do you th- What do you think these the hums are?
0: I think that each one has their own explanation. That's what I think. I, I
1: think, think it's, you're probably right. I,
0: I think that frequency. Uh, harmonies exist, and they're caused by numerous things. So much electromagnetism being pumped into the universe already just from all these gadgets we have and and electric grids and all that. It would not be unheard of for some of those to interact in a weird way and produce an odd noise in certain areas that are populated. So, I mean, some of them them are
1: completely innocent, like a dryer that's just in someone's basement that's been going for 20 years and everyone can hear. Some of them are potentially sinister like an alien machine that lands yeah one day in a city and abducted 20 people and we never found out exactly okay. so that one's just a weird general thing that maybe you're going crazy to there's more scary weird sounds that oh we there's definitely hit. some scary ones hit, hit me up some hit me up some scary. i hate never hated myself more than just saying hit me up with some spooky sounds Aaron. just like loathe myself yeah oh is that a werewolf, or that, was, a werewolf? Okay. that
0: was me trying to do a werewolf okay good. i can do better a good ones. job so speaking of odd recorded phenomena that we have auditory evidence of here's my personal favorite it's something known as the bloop what the bloop is a name given to an ultra low frequency and extremely powerful underwater sound that was detected by the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, in 1997. The sound source was roughly triangulated to 50 degrees south and 100 degrees west, which is a remote point in the South Pacific Ocean, west of the southern tip of South America. And it was detected several times by the Equatorial Pacific Ocean Autonomous Hydrophone Array, which is a chain of underwater listening posts that was made for submarines that are located around the world in the ocean. What's unique about this sound, this bloop? It was just a big bloop. I can actually play yeah, it. For can you play a right sample? Now.
1: it was good as that was. Yeah, as good as that was. It sounds like when you fart in a bathtub.
0: Listen up, home slice. This is what the bloop sounded like.
1: Was that it? That was it. There's that. Wait, that was the one. That one time. That little. That little. That was
0: one time. And then there's a couple little blup, blup. That's whatever, right? It's just a little bloop. That was it, the one time it happened? Here's what makes it strange, is that bloop, that little bloop you heard, was loud enough to be heard across the entire ocean. Oh. From Greenland, Iceland, to the United Kingdom, all the way down to, like,
1: Polynesia. Not to to sound dumb, was, was it heard... More clearly in different areas? Like, yeah, was it one it that it was closer enough, enough to it where it was just deafening? Near South America. Okay.
0: And then it blooped all the way across the entire ocean. And here's the strange thing. According to NOAA's lead researcher, Dr. Christopher Fox, its origin was not man made, such as a submarine or bomb, nor by familiar geological events, such as volcanoes or earthquakes. It was originally thought to be caused by ice quakes and large icebergs, but further analysis by Dr. Fox led him to the conclusion that the rapid variation in frequency was similar to that of sounds known to be made by marine beasts, or living creatures. Ooh. There's one crucial difference, however. that does not resemble that of any living creature, because it was both different from known sounds, and also because it was several times louder than the loudest recorded animal, the blue whale.
1: Alright, I I get sorry, I get the volume thing, right? I get the volume that it might be too loud, but that does sound like any time taking a bathtub with your brother and your brother just like cuts one in the bathtub. You hear that exact boop. Just the the idea that it's a giant
0: creature unknown to science that's swimming around in the ocean depths. You know, seventy percent of our planet is covered in water, unexplored territory. And that's
1: the scary thing is that's the only time it's made that sound as if that's the only time it's had to make like a, a breath of air.
0: Ah, but it's not. What? Since then since this thing has awoken in 1997, oh. there's been a few other recordings oh. that are equally disturbing, oh, if not air, more you're so. Oh, I you get my
1: spook hairs all standing up. In 1999,
0: off the coast of Antarctica, they recorded a sound known only as Julia. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. She was, it was No, it
1: was beautiful. I thought I was so wanting you, I was so wanting this to be a setup where you play the sound only known as Julia, and then it's just like a clip from Seinfeld going like, <laughs> you don't cut your candy bars, Mr. Lipton.
0: <laughs> but isn't that creepier? That sounded like an animal.
1: That sounded like a, a calling back. I know. And how, how what was the distance between the first and the second? The first one was off the
0: coast of South America. This one was of equal loudness, but it was near Antarctica. But what, what was
1: the time difference between the two? Two years. Oh my god. See, that's awesome, because that makes it sound like these creatures are just so ancient and prehistoric, they work on a slow pace. A different time scale. They're like, yeah. tr-
0: they're like treants from Lord of the Rings. Then here's one that's known as the train sound.
1: I get it. I get it. Choo-choo! All aboard the scary train! Okay. Underwater, underwater ghost train! Underwater ghost train, Aaron. It's coming for
0: you. Here's one called Slow Down, which sounds like a seven-minute moan going deeper and deeper. And then finally, probably the creepiest one I listened to is called Upsweep. This is a regular thing that now happens now. Wait, what are you talking about? This audio that we're about to hear now repeats itself every spring and autumn.
1: What? Like, it's powering up and it's getting ready to come and get us.
0: So listen. No.
1: No. That is a spaceship powering up and, like, going through regular training. I think that it is... And again, this is heard across the ocean. This is
0: loud enough to be heard across the entire ocean.
1: Now, the most logical question I would think is if I was Navy commander of the world, which is a title that is real, is let's find out – like let's triangulate where they are coming from based on how loud it was from different positions, right? Wouldn't wouldn't you do that by going like, oh, it was louder by this submarine – so it was clearly closer hit and tried to try and get in a point. And they did. Each oh.
0: one of these comes from a different point. So why the- are
1: we not deep-sea diving and destroying whatever's down there? Because they're the deepest parts of the ocean.
0: We can't get down there. We can't get down I there. I thought James
1: Cameron made that no, slip we went down there and got uh, I think that it just costs a lot of money to go that far down, and James Cameron has more important things to do. Okay, seriously get him on this. <laughs> like show play this to him and tell him, hey, you can go down to that submarine again. Way more interesting than Titanic, you can find the new kaiju monster James Cameron and make I a know. movie off. I know there are, of it.
0: there is a whole race of creatures that are living on the bottom of the ocean. I'm not the only one who has thought this. A lot of people have been as equally fascinated by the bloop as I have and have come up with their own theories. For instance, in the book Fluke or I Know Why the Winged Whale Sings by Christopher Moore, he suggests it's a living colony known as the goo. Oh, God. A novel called The Loch says the source of bloop is made by large conger eels, one of which is the true identity of the Loch Ness Monster. Th- okay. <laughs> um, there's another one called The Swarm, in which the bloop is the speech of an intelligent species called the Ur.
1: Are these just at all scientifically the- scientific theories? Are these just them These going, are just I know amateurs. it'll scare everyone. Yeah,
0: these are the scary ones. Okay. But this is by far the freakiest one to me. It turns out that the roughly triangulated position of the original bloop signal as approximately nine hundred and fifty nautical miles, which is a very small amount, from the more precisely described location of Riley, which is the sunken extra dimensional city written by H B Lovecraft wait, in the wait, story wait, call of Cthulhu.
1: Wait, 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 wait oh no, wait, wait, wait. It is. But HP Lovecraft determined the location of, of that city, right? Like he wrote that and that's Yeah, where he
0: wrote down the coordinates and then the bloop seems to have originated from approximately the same location. Oh.
1: <laughs> so this is either HP Lovecraft's people having the best viral marketing for some new book.
0: Or, or HP Lovecraft was writing about real things. Real
1: things and in on that shit. And and, and oh, it's finally. Cthulhu's coming. coming. Cthulhu's, Cthulhu's coming. Cthulhu's coming! Yay, Cthulhu's coming. Hey, all right, would if Cthulhu attacked us? Would we be able to take? Because he's a he's a demigod, like he's a demigod, right? Like he's basically
0: he, he's an intergalactic space being of unfathomable power. But when
1: we say that, like we still depict him always as just like a basically Godzilla squid monster.
0: Yeah, he's usually depicted as a, a Godzilla guy with a squid face and bat wings. So like, and claws. Is he? Does he have some sort of
1: things that'll keep us from not just firing all of our missiles at him? He probably uses Cthulhu magic or whatever. Okay, so he has like space magic. magic, he has magic ability. Like he could just warp us into a sun or something. Yeah, or he was, would okay. just
0: he would cast us into an extra dimensional hell.
1: He's he's just always depicted as a big monster man and, and like, then just yeah, keep that's on scary, blueprint. but like America can take that. Like America can fire a bunch of right. missiles at I him. I
0: think the idea is that he's so powerful that in the in the short story Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they fire guns at him but they're so terrified and he just kinda like bats them aside as we would like a gnat and doesn't even think about mm-hmm. it. And proceeds to almost awaken, but then they manage to sink him again to arise again in 1997. And farting probably the bowl there's, bath.
1: there's probably no correlation to any events they've thought of that would have started this. It's not like in Cloverfield where, oh, yeah, a satellite fell from space and landed in a ravine and it. Well, I think
0: that Cloverfield might have been based on the bloop and ideas like it.
1: Really? Good job, yeah. J. Abrams.
0: That is the bloop.
1: That's a loop race of crab
0: creatures oh another one I read somewhere was that it was a race of crab creatures and that the clacking of their claws and (laughs) scraping was making these noises
1: (laughs) they're all just like Like scurrying about each other yeah like not one creature but a whole race of
0: of like hermit crabs on the bottom of the ocean just having a crab clacking just like just
1: just banging just banging It is. it is, it is. time for blah, me blah, blah, blah. to walk sideways into you. And then they go. <laughs> whoop, sex, whoop, sex, whoop, sex, whoop, sex, whoop, sex, whoop, sex. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> it's like a rave party they have. Oh my there. god, it's
0: Zoidberg. <laughs> 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 all right.
1: Here's one. I want to. I want to. Because I like to also have some cynic- cynicism to some of this. Mm-hmm. It's also potential. Like one of them, like the bloop. Let's just say one of the guys on these submarines is monitor. Is in charge of monitoring them. And, like, he and his best buddy are, like, messing around because it's the after hours. And, like, hey, man, wouldn't this be funny? And one of them just just dumps a fat one into the mic. Just, like, <laughs> just, just farts.
0: So you think a guy went scuba diving by one of these hydrofauna hoorays and farted. But then that would mean there would have to be a simultaneous fart at every one of the underwater they arrays. Did, they,
1: they will, I think it would be one of those It'd things. It a like, massive they, prank. They, they, like, massive prank if they all logged in and just, like, wouldn't this be really funny?
0: Hey, what if every guy in the ocean...
1: Farted by a microphone Honestly, if point. your entire job is to sit by and listen to underwater microphones all the time, you're probably down for a good prank. That would be one of the most massively coordinated pranks like, ever. There's like what let's say there's like twenty or thirty giant underwater monitoring stations. Yeah. And there's nineteen of them who are all on is like, let's get Timmy. Timmy in the Antarctic station, let's get Timmy freaking He him would out. do it. Oh. <laughs> that could be the case. But yeah, that's the bloop.
0: Race of underwater creatures coming to kill us. Oh
1: geez. That's a that's a good one, Aaron. Good job. One thing I kind of want to mention just real quick, I was just thinking how my choice for this was, I liked kind of things that no one can explain, but everyone's kind of had to experience. One that's affected me for a while, and I'm so glad to find that other people experience is, I think it counts, is uh, phantom vibration syndrome, or they oh, do yeah. like, a phantom ringing, mm-hmm. which uh, has never really existed until the days of mobile phones. It's the idea that you, like, you don't have your phone in your pocket, since we all have our mobile phones on us so because we're ruled by technology, and you're sure you felt it vibrate, and it didn't. It didn't ring. Yeah, you didn't feel shake, or you don't have your phone at all near you. You just get that kind of like, uh, like a vibration in your leg in that exact same spot, which has always made me like. I now keep my phone far away from me whenever I have to. Just I'm so I hate the idea of my body imagining technology, like a phantom limb. It's a phantom limb. Yeah, when you have a phantom limb because, because your arm it's supposed to be part of you and it's not there so you freak out your mind's Mm -hmm. trying to associate the fact that my mind has extended what it defines as your body to your cell phone really bums me out it does it's freaky so yeah the idea uh, the other terms for the concept of phantom vibration syndrome or phantom ringing is also known as ring which sounds Uh, like it sounds like a dumb headline in like a glamour magazine Yeah. Oh. Do man. you have ring Which also would probably be if your boyfriend's not that. Like, How would you to like you. to attract, you attract the hottest boys? Ring uh, or also known as hyper vibrochondria. A little bit better. <laughs> you or false Alarm.
0: That, oh, that's the I worst. just realized
1: that was a play on words. A, yeah. Alright, we're not no one's calling it that. <laughs> no one <laughs> that's something having fun with a Wikipedia page. Oh, god damn it. Uh it, I guess it's also been connected to other examples of that you might have heard it uh in <laughs> in like doorbells or telephones back when we had wall mounted telephones a few other examples I guess is uh, humans are apparently more susceptible to uh, hertzes between 1000 and Mm 6000 which most mobile phone ringers uh, fall under so you're just kind of more likely to have that attachment towards it I guess opposed to less hmm. pleasant sounds. This is all kind of speculation, but since sounds like doorbells and telephones are supposed to be, this is all a like kind of designing standpoint, right? That they're supposed to be modeled after nature be very pleasant sounding, so you're not hmm. annoyed when someone comes to your door, that it also means that naturally your brain's more likely to latch onto them. As like, real phenomena. Like, make your ringtone... Like, for a while, my ringtone was Flagpole Siddha by Harvey Danger. <laughs> and I loved it, but also never thought I was accidentally hearing Flagpole Siddha by Harvey Danger. You
0: always knew it was but yourself.
1: I do now have my ringtone as, like, the sounds that Gladys makes from Portal, like all my texts. And, and then it's a very pleasant little chirp. And I think I'm hearing that all the time when I don't. Mm-hmm. So there might be... That's just my own personal anecdote, but there might be something there. Or
0: maybe you are in the game Portal right now. Oh, and be you've best. been hallucinating the real world.
1: Yeah, it, it's just there's nothing really explained to it other than just it's a phenomenon where the brain just associates for it. Yeah, it kind of bums me out. Uh, I have no other theories of it. I just wanted to share that that's it's less of a spooky thing but more just a yeah. Everyone's noticed that this is yeah. a strange. Well, side it's effect more of technology. a scientific technology. explanation
0: for some of these auditory hallucinations.
1: True. Yeah, there might be something to it.
0: Well, I do know that for people who suddenly go deaf, you start to hallucinate this sound. It's the most beautiful sound in the world. They describe it as possibly being the origin of the music of the spheres, the idea of there's a musical harmony that connects all things. Whoa. But if you go deaf, your brain becomes so starved, especially if you once had hearing and it went away, your brain becomes so starved for auditory stimuli that you start to just hear, almost like a vague choir. Uh, like a, a, a harmony that uh, pervades your everyday life. The you brain's
1: adapting to... S- absolute silence.
0: Wow. And filling in the void with its own constructed remembrance of what m- music is like or I'm was. Like, I want to be deaf. That sounds I, I honestly, when I heard about that, I was like, I want audio- music Well, if I can switch it
1: on and off. Yeah. What if that fills in other I, senses?
0: Well, what's interesting is as soon as someone got a cochlear implant after experiencing this, like, mm. music of the spheres for so long, the music went away never heard of the it again.
1: Saddest. But did they try to recreate it? Because they should have done. They
0: I think have they tried, tried
1: to, but I don't think they They, they lost can. the magic and they just cried yeah. every day. They were it?
0: hearing the voice of God and then they shut it out.
1: I, I wonder if there's other senses that have filled that. I believe, remember something about blind people kind of also just seeing things even though they don't have... Like visual hallucinations. Visual hallucinations.
0: Yeah, especially if you've
1: gone blind. If you lost the sense of mm-hmm. taste, I wonder if you would just start still somehow tasting the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich ever. Like, maybe, if I may connect it all together... Maybe the numbing senses that are our first case with people who are hearing the hums, maybe they're the select few that haven't had their senses dulled. Maybe there's something suppressing everyone else's hearing so that these few people who can detect the hum Mm -hmm. are just a little bit more, you know, their ears a little more agile, so to speak. So they are you saying they just have a better sense of hearing? Or maybe, whatever the nature of their lives, they're they're missing the signals that are also deteriorating in their ears, so whenever that hum does happen, they're picking it up. Oh, interesting. And I'd go sinister with that I'd say, like maybe the government's trying to suppress their hearing or something. So they don't, ooh. They're superheroes. So like the government works on secret projects that, that always involve a certain type of frequency, and it would obviously be too distracting. So thus began decades-long plan to just dilute everyone's ears across the globe. So they could work in like secrecy They can work in a certain sound sound level. So just so if we tune into that, we just hear like, "All right, subject nine is currently yeah. talking in his podcast." Alien, Mike. alien, alien is alien is re- resisting. I the think that's a angels. Doctor Who episode. Is it really?
0: Yeah, something like that. The silence. The oh, Doctor Who villains
1: work that way. We should write for that.
0: Yeah, we should. <laughs> uh, I have a couple more examples. Okay, what you got? These two don't have audio examples, but they're just interesting concepts. Okay. One, this is from the deep past. Uh, the Colossi of Mimnon are two massive stone statues of Pharaoh Amenhotep III. For the past 3,400 years, they've stood in the Theban necropolis across the River Nile from the modern city of Luxor. The original function of the Colossi was to stand guard at the entrance to Amenhotep's mortuary temple a massive cult center built during the Pharaoh's lifetime, where he was worshiped as a god on earth, both before and after his departure from this world. In 27 BC, a large earthquake reportedly shattered the Eastern Colossus, collapsing it from the waist up and cracking the lower half. Following the rupture, the remaining lower half of the statue was then reputed to sing on various occasions, always within an hour or two of sunrise, usually right at dawn. The description varied. The historian Strabo said it sounded like a blow, Pausanias compared it to the string of a lyre breaking, but it was also described as the striking of brass or whistling. The earliest report in literature was from Strabo who claimed to have heard the sound during a visit in 20 BC, by which time it was apparently well known the luck that hearing it was reputed to bring and the reputation of the statue's oracular powers became known outside of egypt and a constant stream of visitors including several roman emperors came to marvel at the statues the last recorded reliable mention of the sound was from 196 a.d when emperor septimus severus tried to curry favor with the oracle
1: but did not hear the sound so very likely someone's just in those statues could have been Just making sounds,
0: It apparently stopped. And Strabo said he couldn't figure out if the sound was coming from the, the statue itself or from people around it. But it's been posited that maybe there actually was a noise coming from the statue. And it was caused by the rising temperatures and the evaporation of dew inside the rock that it was made of, causing whistles
1: to shoot out. Also, the downside is, in those days, everyone thought snakes were medicine, so their entire idea of science is very hard to track. That's true. Like, someone just tripped and, like, banged against it and then, like, didn't see it. Like, oh, this mysterious sound from this (laughs) god oracle. Clearly, this has ghosts in it. Yeah, (laughs) let's throw these ghost rocks at the statue and see what happens and the, like, that was like their scientific theory
0: so I thought that was kind of funny ancient Egypt ghost whistling yeah spooking themselves out then there's a uh, the wow signal which is pretty interesting okay this is not sound in the traditional sense but rather just kind of like a beam of information and not the podcast about world of Warcraft
1: no Open not to the-, the wow signal tell you what the hot raids gonna fall <laughs> no. is molten core still hot or is it? pretty lame. <laughs> Sorry, <go.
0: laughs> the WOW signal was a strong narrowband radio signal detected by Jerry R. Ehrman on August 15, 1977 while he was working on the SETI project at the Big Ear Radio Telescope of Ohio State University. The signal bore the expected hallmarks of non-terrestrial and non-solar system origin. It lasted for a full 72-second window that the Big Ear was able to observe it and has not been detected again. The signal has been the subject of significant media attention. Sorry, what is the big ear? I'm oh, sorry, I missed something. The big ear
1: radio telescope. Oh, okay.
0: It's part of the SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Does it
1: actually look like a giant ear on the outside? Like they just It, I mean, does, it, it doesn't need it, it whatsoever, but they spell it, it look like a giant It's more of like ear. a giant
0: satellite. I guess a deformed ear. No, no,
1: I'm I just depicting like the guy who's building is like, listen, I know you just want a giant satellite dish, but let's make it like artistic. And they just yeah. built a giant steel ridiculous ear a
0: giant ear yeah well it's called the wow signal because it matched the exact signature that extraterrestrial messages were supposed to follow wait wait so we we were contacted but it never happened again
1: so we we because we send out a signal right we're doing that whole like sci-fi and then we got one back and we what we circled it and it's
0: called the wow signal because the the astronomer circled it and just wrote giant red letters wow next to it on the page but, we've, but it's never
1: happened again. So we sent out a signal, and yeah. got one back, mm-hmm. and we're not all constantly preparing for an alien landing. Well, we tried to replicate it, and science
0: requires replication, and it's not been replicated yet. Well, we wouldn't, yeah, we wouldn't we replicate replicated unless was, we
1: got it, another one sent back to us, right? That's how it, it bounced. Yeah. Sent, okay. The
0: signal was expected to appear three minutes apart in each of the SETI arrays, but it didn't happen. He looked for months afterward to no success. Uh, and then in 1987 and 1989, uh, the Oak Ridge Observatory tried to observe the same area, didn't detect it in 1995. And a new system software tried to detect it, but nothing. Are they not constantly trying to detect it, or are they just only... Well, there's, the, the origin of the, of the Wow! signal is complicated, but it's believed to have come from Sagittarius and the, the nearest habitable star is
1: Tau Sagittarii. The idea, right, is the signal... We're sending out some sort of co- like message that we believe or hope that a race would look at and see that it's an intelligent sound, right? Yes. That's the whole idea.
0: And we're also listening. The SETI program is all about listening.
1: It's literally us just going, Hey, like that's like, that's all yes. we're doing,
0: and we're waiting for something to come back that isn't a naturally occurring and something
1: phenomena. that came back that was an echo of the hay, or was it just like no, it that's... was like a unique signal that was well, like beamed right. This at it. changes everything. <laughs> like this should be constantly talked about.
0: It was. Astronomers from around the world are expressing excitement about a radio signal coming from deep space. And then we haven't heard it since. So what are we supposed to do with that?
1: We should send. Are we sending out more? Of course. We're sending out signals constantly. Yes. Are, are we sending out the signal that they sent us? Because that would be the next step of this.
0: We did, in fact, send back a signal. But, okay, this sucks,
1: actually. But are, are we sending the signal that they sent us? Not, you know not the
0: signal they sent oh, us. we messed si- up. We sent, instead, we sent back a compilation of 20,000 tweets from N- celebrities. No,
1: we did not. <laughs> we did. No, we didn't. Give me that fucking it's paper. Give me that paper. God. <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. We sent twenty thousand tweets from celebrities. (laughs)
0: Yes, like I'm not making like
1: noted people in our field. Not like, not like Like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like. We sent like Kim Kardashian tweets.
0: Kim Kardashian put a video like, hey, wow, signals, what's up?
1: What's up? And we sent that out. And we sent that. No, the why? What is the rationale behind that. <laughs> I don't
0: know.
1: I understand if you want to do like, a, like a, a culmination of culture. Also, how do you send out tweets as a signal? Is it like the recordings of
0: them? It was it was like a massively compressed burst of data along with instructions on how to decode it so they could see the tweets. of That's, our. And they thought that was a good representation of our culture.
1: No! I'm so <laughs> mad! I'm so mad that we just sent him away! Is there a list of who is included on these in these tweets? I'm sure there is somewhere. Oh, we are fucking finding that. <laughs> God damn it. A project directed by the National Geographic Channel and Exibo Observatory beamed a package of digital information out to the heavens on Wednesday containing Twitter messages from the public submitted via the hashtag, hashtag chasingUFOs. Ugh. Ugh. As well, that's like going to offend them. Yeah. As well as videos from celebrities such as Stephen Colbert, Jorge Garcia from Lost, and Layla <laughs> Lopez, the 2011 Miss Universe. That is the summation of, of human all culture. Right, so, all right, so we finally nominated Miss Universe, actually at a point of she is now our ambassador to the actual To universe. the Cosmos. She is Miss Universe. Stephen Colbert's great. He tweeted, Greetings, intelligent alien life forms. I am Stephen Colbert, and I come to you with an important message on behalf of all the peoples of the earth. We are not delicious. In fact, we're kind of gamey, (laughs) and we get stuck in your teeth. It's really embarrassing at a job interview. If you want something good to munch on, go to the nearby Crab Nebula and bring a bib. Seriously, all you can eat. Which is funny to us, but that also, should we not do that type of humor when we're actually, and obviously it means Stephen Colbert is not taking it seriously. Right. But what if that's actually taken as some sort of, like, a they warning, they, like they don't threat well just like, if, like their idea of comedy is non-existent or something like they're just well, going to take well, that as some mean, sort like, of the straight message. Well
0: I mean the idea of message. comedy isn't even consistent in across the earth. Right.
1: Yeah. So that might not have been a good idea. Right. But the fact that celebrity, like f- oh god. Just <laughs> I'm so mad. I even the public we should not be sending this, our contact with other soci- like civilizations even should not be led to like let's just put everyone's stuff in a big time capsule and throw it in. like it really needs to be a a select group of the best of the best reach forward. For, on behalf be, of us. But, Oh us. you know. Oh, my God. Like, maybe Stephen Fry. Maybe you give Stephen Fry a chance to be charming, because he could charm the pants off any alien. Like, he's just <laughs> so lovable. Oh, I'm so mad, Aaron. Uh, yeah, it kind of made me a little bit angry when uh, I read that part.
0: But, also I mean if it's any constellation the wow signals never been repeated so because
1: we scared them
0: away or it was a sci- or it was a scientific fluke because like, the aliens
1: that be- got it back got our signal and was like we they spend they'll spend 10 of their our years decoding it right like cuz no. they have to learn how to translate like if we got an alien signal like that we would have scientists just trying to figure out how, this idea of data Oh well, we did we got the wow signal right. we like, don't know what to do with don't it we still know what to do with it so they're probably getting like our signal but let's say they are advanced enough to like oh there's something here we can try to kind of decode and work our way through it uh, we're just sending nonsense to them they work a out and the first thing they get is like Jorge Garcia's Man, I can't believe the size of this burger Instagram tweet just picture of the burger <laughs> hashtag burger challenge Hashtag, hashtag burger challenge and there's like, oh well, that one's a dead one and it's, and there's a giant they have a giant chart on the wall of all possible places they might make contact with like they're farther ahead on the game than we are, and they just cross earth off nope like, not going they there. put a big red X through it, and no one will ever make contact with us ever again. We blew it. you blew it National Geographic well here's my theory on why we've never heard back okay
0: since we just sent that out that's not a good explanation but (laughs) uh it could have been a scientific fluke it could have just been random radiation particles in the universe coming together in a one in a billion scenario that makes it seem like it's intelligent communication or maybe just maybe it was a farewell message oh a distant civilization on the verge of self-destruction detecting a fledgling colony of life circling a small yellow sun. Moments before their demise, they send a message of hope with their last reserves of strength. That message, you are not alone. Oh my god, that's beautiful here.
1: Alright, let's start with this. Let's say Earth is collapsing. Yeah. Right? We decide to send out a not even a Hail Mary. Just a, We'd seem to do that same idea. We should. Send, someone would do that, right? Like, some group of, If we had time to plan, someone would send out a message. Mm-hmm. What do we send out? I think we should send out... A baby, so he can be Superman. <laughs> He's no, going to Superman. be Superman. No, it has to be a sound signal. I think we send Fergilicious. <laughs> just
0: Just the, the blast of fergie We
1: just blast fergie echoing across space. <laughs> Throughout time. What about, like, big puns, still not a player? <laughs> I would probably choose uh, I'm Blue. By, by Eiffel 65? By Eiffel
0: 65. I'm Blue. Not thing, I think not that's the no.
1: best chance of Aliens actually, because they were in the music video for that, so it'd be, qu- it'd be appropriate.
0: Alright, well I've got a couple other quick uh, very quick ones.
1: I can't I can't even process any more stories. I'm so mad at that Twitter. Like, <laughs> well, this sure. might help you. What do you have?
0: Uh, an article by Greg Long for Northwest Mysteries reports on a strange sound seemingly come from underground in the south-central region of the state of Washington. Those who have heard the mysterious machine-like sounds, including loggers, liken the noise to several large turbines starting up and running underneath the earth. Similar noises have been reported in England, Italy, Colorado, Texas, Puerto Rico, New Jersey, California, and other states. Uh, among these accounts are what sounded like underground drilling and construction work, motor-like sounds or generators deep inside the crust
1: of uh, the That's not good. Yep. That's a big no-no. So that might be molten. That's molten for sure.
0: <laughs> but if it is Moleman, my question is, how do they have room if there's also the sounds of hell coming from beneath <laughs> the Earth? Is
1: that your segue into your other one.
0: Yeah. Speaking of weird underground sounds, have scientists Actually recorded the sounds of people suffering in hell no they haven't this sound file comes from art bells website which was submitted by one of his listeners apparently there is uh, a report in a Finnish newspaper I'm in uh, reporting it's not some, a reliable publication <laughs> reporting some Soviet drillers who have been set to work in the 80s shortly before the collapse of the Soviet Union Russia is weird uh, uh, <laughs> that's something they heard down there quote as a communist, I don't believe in heaven or the Bible, but as a scientist, I now believe in hell, said Dr. Azakov. And here's what they heard. That's some Hellboy the shit. Somewhere in Soviet Russia, they were supposedly drilling 14.4 kilometers into the earth, and then stopped abruptly when they heard the screams of the damned. And this is supposedly the sound of misbegotten souls. That does sound like it. But it also just sounds like a college basketball game.
1: It also sounds like maybe uh, it's just a nearby underground Russian sex club. <laughs> they were just mining down. Because Russia's very unorganized. So it's very likely that like, there's a coal mine right next to it, sex club. And that's like the <laughs> third or fourth tier oh! basement
0: level. So the rest of the quote goes... Needless to say, we were shocked to make such a discovery, but we know what we saw and what we heard, and we are absolutely convinced that we drilled through the gates of hell, Dr. Azakov continued. The drill suddenly began to rotate wildly, indicating we had reached a large, empty pocket or cavern. Temperature sensors showed a dramatic increase in heat to 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. We lowered a microphone designed to detect the sounds of plate movements down the shaft, but instead, the plate movements, we heard a human voice screaming in pain. At first, we thought the sound was coming from our own equipment, but then we made adjustments and our worst suspicions were confirmed. The screams weren't those of a single human. They were the screams of millions of humans.
1: And then they abandoned the hole and it's just there, or and Now what? there's just
0: a hole to hell in Siberia.
1: Okay. <laughs> and we never filled that in? Yep. We should get on that, or keep going, or one of those two options. <laughs> Nah, Siberia's a pretty big place. <laughs> It'll be fine. Hell, hell, will take a couple of years to take over. Yeah, to spread. I feel like you should put some cement on that, or keep going.
0: It's possible that they just opened up a volcano, at the very least. Oh, good, yeah. yeah. All of those should
1: just... We should just not be digging. We yeah. just really not be digging. Just stop digging.
0: The mole men with their infernal machines beneath the crust, or you'll hit the hellhole. It's
1: mole men, what they're doing, because this is what you should do, is you spend decades... Uh, using your engines of war to dig out caverns below all of our major cities and then sink them. Much like the locusts in Gears of War. Basically, you just spring your war at everyone at once and you just take those few key structures yeah. out and then suddenly Seattle's just gone. It just collapsed a thousand, thousand miles below and you had no idea ever. I think what it was
0: is that there's not hell and mole men. I think they just drilled into like a mole man torture chamber.
1: Ooh, that's a good, or, ooh, a mole man sex dungeon. <laughs> there are screams of pleasure. <laughs> when, mole man moles, pleasure. Mole sounds, which sounds like horrifying. screams of pain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Yeah. The,
1: claws, the claws are not pleasurable in any part of my body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all just like Jersey guys, just like, <laughs> probably guys with mole. Just stinky sweat. Ah, oh, kiss my snout. <laughs> kiss my weird cat. Weasel snout. I'm a star-faced mole. That makes me exotic. <laughs> 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 oh, I have a thing for... I only have, I only date starfish-faced mole face moles. <laughs> it's like yellow fever. Oh, God. Okay. I think that's probably the best place to end it after Mole Jersey Sex Dungeon, to go from there. We started off pretty strong and scientific, and like always, we devolved... <laughs> into the thoughts of 13-year-old boys. Well, anything is possible when you're talking about spooky sounds of the unexplained. You're going to play this organ effect right there, aren't you? (laughs) Uh, If there's any sounds we missed that you might know about, please send it our way. We'd love to actually do uh, an addendum and cover more stuff if we missed it. Uh, or if there's some other stuff you think we should just hit on the podcast uh, for future episodes, you can hit us uh, on Twitter. We already done our plugs, but again, you can hit us up on Twitter at Quantum Theory. That's Q-U-A-N-D-T-U-M-Theory. You can hit up Aaron. At good Aaron, It's a lot easier to pronounce Very and spell. Simple.
0: Very simple. I or just... if you want to listen to us more episodes, you can find us on iTunes, right? We're on iTunes. We're on a lot of places. You can have us on iTunes. Or you can go to tinyurl.com slash podcast or look us up on FeedBurner.
1: Let's see, yeah, that's the entire network. All the show's on it. Uh, we're all there. You can find our episodes on there as well. And also just email us at uh, paranoia shop at gmail.com. We love hearing back from you guys. It's really, really cool. Because otherwise, we're just in my hot room talking about mole sex dungeons on a saturday afternoon rather than living life <laughs> this is what we do actually aaron i have a really good idea so since we don't since we don't have the book of Criswell to read from uh i just pulled up this is the message that miss universe tweeted out into space to be sent as a signal oh god let's listen okay we all got? right let's give her the sh- let's give her sh- let's give her a little bit of a chance hello space creatures i'm Layla lopez miss universe 2011 Here on Earth, we have a beauty pageant called Miss Universe that is watched by one billion people. This year, I represented my country of Angola and I beat 88 other countries. Being Miss Universe means that I am the most beautiful girl in the universe. That we know of. So, if you have someone you'd like to compete, please let me know and
0: I'll take her on. I don't know what she would look like in a swimsuit, but maybe she
1: can win this crown. Oh of, my god! How pretty doing? is that? Hold up her stupid crown. <laughs> <laughs> but if stupid. you come to attack, please don't hurt my face. Espero ah! <laughs> Ciao. That was the message we sent this space. All right, so God. Ah!
0: Ah! We ah! are we're fucking doomed. Come down and kill her, space warriors. <laughs> we promise if you kill us, we won't send any more of that. All right, we're just mad. Let's just go. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. And that goes for you, too, out in space. And whoever else is listening out there. Just
1: come murder us.